Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, brought to you by the parent company, Grow Program. Grow Program helps agents utilize online tools to help market and brand their agency online. Find out more information at www.growprogram.com. Also remember, we have a very strict antitrust and comments policy. You can find those policies online at agentsinfluence.com. Now, let your voice be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence once again. Uh, It's good to be back. I know we took a a two-week hiatus there where we tried to let you get caught up on all the stuff we've been giving you uh, this far. And also, uh, last week, uh, which was July 4th, we just kind of wanted to take the week off, and not so much for us, just but just for you. You know, let you enjoy your family. Just as we said in the uh, email, wanted you just to get a time to relax and uh, and uh, be independent. Not so much just an independent, but also celebrate being independent as an, as an American. So, welcome back. Uh, this month is July, and what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about a virtual... Agency versus brick and mortar agency. Now, I just want to talk just for a second about that because obviously I'm a virtual agent. Um, if a lot of you don't know, you're going to find out here soon. We got a different format, and I think you're going to be excited how we're going to do this podcast. But what we're going to talk about is the pros and the cons of being virtual. I'm really not going to hit so much on the brick and mortar um, because I would say probably 80 to 90 percent of the people who are listening to this uh, podcast probably are sitting in a brick and mortar office, so you obviously know that side. I want to give you a glimpse into what the virtual side is like. And for the other maybe 10, 15, 20 percent of the people who are listening to the podcast, they're already in a virtual setting um, and they probably don't want to be into a, uh, a brick and mortar setting. So we don't necessarily have to go there. So that's why we're going to concentrate that way. So I want to clear up one other thing before we get going. Inside of the email that I sent you last week, uh, it made a re- reference to Insurance Mastermind. And I had a lot of agents call me, um, and I even had, well, I had a lot email me and had some call me, excuse me, and they were just questioning about it and wanting to know more about it. I want to refer you to Brian Appleton, who's uh, on the line with us right now, because it's Brian at, um, uh, Brian, I don't know what uh, email you want them to use. It I guess Brian at Agents Influence is fine. Brian at Agents Influence. Uh, he also uh, has his own site as well, which he's going to have his own email. It's kind of his thing. Um, he what he does is he puts on interviews. He interviews uh, interviews uh, top agents, um, a very select few. You have to kind of be qualified, and, and then he brings in other agents and he sends them those interviews, and uh, and then it creates a community where they can discuss uh, high performing uh, producers and what's their secrets and so forth. But I wanted to let you know if you could. Send it to Brian at agentsinfluence.com. Um, he'll probably get back with you and give you his email to his insurance mastermind. But but me, I know very little about it because all I am is I was just part of the interview process. He, I was one of the interviews that he did. So once again, clearing the air on insurance mastermind. It's not a part of Grow. It's, it's Brian Appleton's thing. And uh, I ask you to look into it and support it because it's going to be huge. And it's just another way for you to get better in life and as an agent. 
Um, so what we're going to do here is we got Brian on the line, and we're going to kind of do something different. I'm going to let Brian take over, and he's actually going to interview me. With me being a virtual agent, I think I have a story that you need to hear. I think uh, that I want to tell you who I am. So it's not so much about me. It's about my setting. It's about the way I've set up my agency. It's about the way that I deal with my clients, and it's about the way that uh, I market my agency as well. So I want to turn it over to Brian Appleton and kind of reverse the roles here. And today at the podcast, this is going to be about Jason Cass and his setting. So Brian, take it away, please, sir. Well, thanks, Jason. I appreciate the plug for Agent Mastermind real quick. And again, excited to be a part of Agents Influence. It's been a little while since I've been on here, but um, I think we've got a really cool podcast for people today. Um, as you said, kind of want to play devil's advocate here. And I'm going to step into the shoes a little bit of... Uh, what maybe is going through the mind of a brick and mortar agency a little bit when when you're talking about being virtual maybe the questions or concerns or why they're not doing some of these things and maybe not just being virtual um, as your own agency kinda like you are but making your agents within your office virtual why um, and I think we could talk about this a little bit more too Jason why not let your agents uh, work from home why not do some of those things um, so they can be uh, out there selling and not so much in the office. So how can we think about kind of the future of the industry differently? Uh, I want to start with just you real quickly. I think I always like when you tell it, and I think the listeners would too. Tell us a little bit about how you're set up, um, maybe just real quick, maybe how you got started, but how you're set up now, how you run your agency, and, uh, and how you do your day-to-day -day business. All right, fantastic. Um, started in the industry in 2001. I was hired by an agency about 30 miles away from me. In 2005, I went to another agency, um, which is down the road from me now. Um, sat there for a while, wanted to have the benefit, wanted to, uh, uh, the benefit of ownership, wanted to lead my own ship, I always try to say. And uh, that just kind of fell apart. Couldn't necessarily, probably a story a lot of you are encountering now or, or have encountered. I couldn't get my agency owner to actually take the next step and let's perpetuate the business. So after a year or two years of negotiations, I finally decided to leave on 1231 of 2009 and I started my own agency. One of the things that I noticed, Brian, about, um, about wanting to start my own agency is probably, and this is a little exaggerated, but it brings home the point, that probably in the eight uh, years that I was at the agencies that I was at, um, I probably had maybe a handful of clients who actually came in. I'm, I'm a majority commercial insurance agent and uh, personal lines I've actually grown pretty heavily with my business that I have now. But at the time, I thought to myself, you know, over eight years having a handful of people who've actually come to my office, since I'm usually going to their office and meeting them, why would I need brick and mortar? What is that? I'm not big on needing to be on the street corner because, uh, n no offense, but I want to get the clients that I want. I don't want clients to find me. I know that sounds funny. Um, it's very even hard to find my uh, my phone number if you're looking in the phone book or you call 411. And so I just that was that was my mindset. And the other mindset was is it's expenses, Brian. Um, I my expenses are far less than probably any agency out there. I've got a lot of different things set up. I tried a bunch of things. I think I've got it pretty settled now to to figure out the best way to be efficient 
and through my communications that I have in my agency, which I mean through my phone and my computer and different types of stuff like that. Um, outside of, uh, you know, there's real no exact figure, but I'd say about 700 maybe $800 a month is what my total expenses are, now not counting my assistant, of course. Um, but it's definitely under $2,000 a month counting my assistant. And I'm running a full-blown agency just like any other person out there would. So that's kind of me. I operate in my basement, uh, 60 square foot. My office on the 18th hole of a golf course, and that's what I consider my home. And, uh, well, it's not, it's not what I consider my home. It is my home. And uh, that, that's my story, and that's, that's kind of who I am. I'm 100% virtual. Inside of my office, I consist of a laptop. I have a desk, I have an extra monitor, and I have an all-in-one HP printer um, scanner type thing. I don't have any phone, uh, I don't have any file cabinets, I don't have a fax machine. Um, I just put in a phone into my system uh, recently that I very rarely use because I talk through my computer majority of the times. But I use this because sometimes when I, I, it uh, it's too much to explain right now, but sometimes that is in a, a need that I need. So. So that's that's kind of me, Brian, and uh, that's who I am for all you listeners out there. I know a little bit about it, but I think somebody, maybe real quick, you went over it that hasn't heard this before. You talked real briefly about an assistant, uh, but you work out of your home. How, how does that work? Because uh, this is going to be probably a little different for a lot of agencies that haven't heard this before, but... This is the way a lot of businesses are going, uh, the way you're doing it, not just insurance agencies. And I think we need to kind of think of it outside of that. But if I'm in a brick and mortar, I'm saying, how are you having an assistant while you're uh, working from your home? Tell us real briefly about that and, and how that works. Well, um, my assistant's name is Lori. Um, I live in Centralia, Illinois, which is about 70 miles outside of St. Louis to the, to the west. Uh, I'm sorry, to the east, excuse me. And my assistant, uh, her name is Lori, and she lives out of Georgetown, Colorado. Um, we do business with each other. I think we have to understand sometimes that our assistants are our assistants. Um, they are no more than, she acts no different than any one of my assistants. I just have to understand that I can't touch, I can't feel, and I can't see her. A uh, little side note, which is funny, and this is uh, true as can be, Lori listens to all these podcasts, so she's listening to this and she knows this as well. If you brought her and uh, nine other women into a uh, room and told me that you would give me a million dollars to pick out Lori, um, I would have a 10% chance out of those 10 because I've never seen her. I've never seen her picture. I've never seen anything that she looks like. Um, and, uh, you know, I, as she told me the color of her hair a couple months ago. I can't even remember what it is now. And so that's the world that we live in. And you are right. This just is not in the insurance industry. We happen to be one of the industries that's actually behind this because uh, a lot of other industries are doing it. Um, but I found her through WAVE, which is actually spelt W-A-H-V-E, which is Work at Home Vintage Employees, which is a fantastic place. Um, WAVE is someone that I will probably use for the rest of my life to find uh, anybody that I want to work with me. And in a nutshell, what they do is, is you contact them, they send you a piece of paper, it asks all the qualities you want of a person, what management system you work, uh, that you use, um, you know, are you personal lines, are you commercial lines, uh, do you want them to be tech savvy, da 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 da. I mean, literally, it's like a whole page, and they ask you, it's maybe even two pages, and they ask you all this stuff, and you send it back to them, and the way that I interpret that it works is they feed it into a computer, and they have a large pool of what they call waves. 
and they will come up with three to five that best fit uh, your characteristics that you asked for. Then they will uh, put them through some testing. They've already become put through tests before to become part of the WAVE program. You have to have at least 20 years experience. And um, and uh, what is the other thing? I can't remember now. There, there's another qualification, I believe, that you have to have. But they put them through some tests. Not everybody qualifies to be a WAVE. The one that do uh, go into a pool and when an agent like me needs somebody, they pull them out and they test them. I even put uh, Lori through some of my own tests. And uh, it was amazing. Her, her and I went together, uh, uh, kind of like Forrest would say, like peas and carrots. And uh, I, we went together there, and uh, it was, um, it's worked out wonderfully. And we use different technology. Uh, I know that's a question that a lot of people are saying. That's what, when I get questions about Wave, people call me and say, "Hey, how are you using this?" You have to understand that it's nothing more than the same relationship you have except you can't look or talk or say to the person, hey, come into my office so we can talk. Um, Lori and I, when I call, call um, a client, I conference her in. She sits behind the scene, listens to it, takes notes. Um, she fills out my applications. She does all of my quoting. Um, she's just a fantastic individual. Uh, we use Google+. Uh, Plus. I'm sorry, Google Docs, uh, which is now Google Drive. If I need, if we, that's a cloud-based system. It's in the air. It's free, and I can drop documents into that. She can see those documents. Then she can download them to her desk to attach to the management system. I told her when I hired her that I wanted her to be my gatekeeper to my management system. I'm very, very, as a lot of agents are out there, I'm good at taking something from A to, let's say, M. But I'm terrible at taking it from N to Z, and that's basically what she does. She takes it that part. I would highly recommend for anybody if you're needing somebody in a virtual setting. And also, they have brick and mortar agencies that instead of hiring somebody in there, they will then uh, they'll just find somebody. And you, so you, just because you're not virtual doesn't mean you can't have one. You just have to understand that they're going to work from home. And for all you agents out there, one last thing, Brian, before I let you ask your last question. This is really important on behalf of Wave. You have to understand two things. The learning curve of this person that you're going to get is cut way down. Lori came to me and she already knew insurance and she already knew AMS 360. Now she had to brush up and there were some things of procedures and workflows that I do differently. But that's basically it. You just have to explain to them their procedures and workflows. They get used to that and boom, you're off and running. Really shortens down the learning curve. The other thing about Wave, which I think is huge, is there's a lot of agencies and owners out there maybe want to hire somebody, but they are out there and they're thinking to themselves, man, if I hire this person, I'm taking a chance that I got to train them and put all this resources into them, and then they may leave in two or three months. A Wave contacted Wave so that they knew that they were going to get in the insurance agency and be in the insurance business. So they already know that this is what they want to do, so you don't have to worry about them leaving. So those are two things, Brian, I wanted to point out about WAVE. Well, that's great points because I'm sure if somebody you know listened to that and they said, well, what about the training or all that stuff or having somebody on site to train, um, they've already kind of tackled that problem. And it, you know, you're getting somebody. I'm sure there's still some training you have to go through, sure, how you work, how you want things done. But with the technology we have now, um, I imagine that's that could be done fairly easily. Brian, joinme.com. 
Go to it. If you're, on, if, you're, if you're there right now, if you're sitting in front of your computer, go to joinme.com. You're going to see a place on the left where it says share. You're going to see a place on the right where it says join. You click the little button that says share. It, it asks you to load. You don't download anything. You just hit this little button. It runs behind the scenes. It gives you a nine-digit code. The person that's on the other line sitting in front of a computer, you give them that nine-digit code. They put it in the join box. They hit the play button. And in a matter of two to three seconds, um, they're going to be looking at your computer and if you want to look at their computer and what's on there you can uh, just reverse the roles uh, that I just told you and that's how the way Lori and I train if I need to show her something that I think she's doing wrong and we need to do differently in the manager system we go to joinme.com she looks at my screen and I walk her through it or I look at her screen and I walk her through it so um, joinme.com it's absolutely free I, I, I kid you it's not and uh, it's a fantastic program that can help you with that training. See, that's why this is able to happen, Brian. All this technology out there, as you're stating, it allows us to make virtual. Um, I, I don't even like the word virtual because that's like so old school describing the future. I, I just call it current. You know, I'm a current agency, I guess you could say. That's a cool way to look at it. I, I like that because it's. Um it's just using the tools that are available right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm sitting here as a brick and mortar and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Jason, this all sounds great, big whoop, but, you know, what about, I got clients. They want to come to my office. They want to, they want to come talk to me, or at least that's, that's what somebody's argument might be to what you're doing. Um, what would you say to that? What would you say to somebody that says, well, you need an office because otherwise you don't look like a legitimate business or what if somebody wants to stop by or, or whatever? What, what do you say to that if, if a brick-and-mortar agent comes up with that question for you? I don't have it factually down, but I'm going to say more than 90%, maybe 95, maybe 98. I have no idea exactly. I just know it's super high. Are in EFT. So I don't take payments. Obviously, you can't come to my house. Um, I use Easy Buy, uh, which now I'm getting ready to go to the management system. I'm going to be leaving uh, the company that I said I was with, and I shouldn't even have said I was with them. I apologize to AMS 360 because it's a fantastic system, but I have decided to move to Easy Links um, for a number, a number, a number, a number of reasons. Uh, and so I, uh, one of the things I can use through them is they have electronic signatures. So the way that Lori and I have constructed it is, is first of all, if someone wants to meet and they don't want me to come to their house, we've all been in that situation, whether their house is dirty or they just don't want you to come over, they don't feel comfortable. I have a real estate office uptown, um, not I have a real estate, I have a friend who owns a real estate office and she allows me to uh, use the conference room there. So I just have to call and say, hey, you know, I say to the assistant, I need to use it at 2 o'clock at Tuesday. Um, on tu Tuesday at 2 o'clock, she says, yeah, it's open. She pencils me in, and I tell the client to meet me up there at Rod Snow. Uh, excuse me, Rod Snow is the real estate agent agency. And so we meet up there. Um, I will then go over. Here's the way it goes. I, I get a lead in, okay? I call the person. I collect all the information. Then and, and Lori sometimes collects it, but usually she's behind the scenes listening, so she knows the whole story. Then she then takes it and quotes it up. Then when she quotes it up, she sends it to me. I then will look over the quote, come up what's best. Then what we will do is I will then go and meet with the client at, let's say, at their house or at the real estate office. We will then go over everything. Um, once the client decides yes that they want it, 
Um, we will then take the information and I will say, okay, Lori's going to be getting back with you. She's going to um, send you the apps electronically and walk you through that system. Um, which way are you wanting to pay? Are you, uh, you know, we, we pay monthly or we pay annual or semi-annual through EFT. They give me their information. I send it over to Lori. Lori finalizes it and nine times out of ten just completes the the process right there so she walks it through and it's done so after I go collect the information and go propose it I'm back down to uh, going on to the next commercial client or whatever may happen with with commercial it happens a little different Brian because majority of the time I'm just going to their office I think a lot of agents out there would agree that's how it's done um, the and then but we're doing everything else the same majority of the time with personal lines I go to their house fifty percent of the times or we meet up at the office the other fifty percent I don't want people walking in my office that's a waste of time and it, you know we all know that a lot of the people who walk in are probably number one not the client we want and or number two they're usually sitting in our office socializing with us for fifteen to twenty minutes and I say we use Facebook for that well and you know I guess a lot of that's why I was I was gonna lead to commercial because you were kinda of talking personal and then going to commercial but you know I would guess probably most agents are probably saying well I probably go to my my customers place of business anyways because they don't want to leave they're busy I need to go there to talk to them so why would they want to come to my office I guess I usually go to theirs would you say that's usually true for you as well that's absolutely true I I've, I don't know let me see I I've never met one cl one commercial client at the real estate office I go to every one of their their offices and they prefer that and I prefer that I mean I, I have no problem with doing that whatsoever but absolutely that was one of the reasons why I became virtual remember I at the very beginning I was like 95 percent commercial very little personal now because of my social media and digital explosion I'm now way more personal um, and what's amazing is I tell every one of them that I work out of my home and I haven't had one deny me yet so that's in a lot of people's heads once they can get that out of their head they'll realize how much money they're gonna save and actually how much more efficient they can be Lori will tell you she is way more efficient because she works at home. Yeah, I, I would I would bet, and you don't have people coming over to your office to interrupt you, small, short conversations, all that stuff. I mean, it's just it's it's out of your hair, and you're just working, you know. Yeah, and not um, only that, she gets her work all cut up, Brian, and and you know she's sitting around waiting for a couple emails to come back from underwriters. She gets up and goes throw some load of laundry in, maybe makes her lunch, comes back. All of her emails come to her cell phone, so no matter where she's at in the phone or in the house, she can be looking at her phone to see if the email came in. So, I mean, it makes her day more productive. And then she's not charging me for that. She's very good at timing in and timing out, and I trust her fully. Well, I think we're posing some really good questions here, and um, we could obviously talk for probably hours about this, but this is our first podcast of the month. We don't want to run on forever. Uh, just kind of want to, you know, get people, get the conversation started, hopefully get some comments on, uh, on the, uh, webpage f based on this. But I guess kind of a last question, a thought for mine is should young agents be excited of the opportunity? Because it used to be from what I understand, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it'd be very hard for someone to, to go out on their own and start their own agency. Is there that much more opportunity today and should uh, maybe somebody who thinks a little bit more old school, brick and mortar, be a little bit worried about, I better keep my agents happy or before I know it, they'll be opening an office down the street uh, working from their home and um, you know, building a client base and taking some of my business. Um, what, what do you have to say to that kind of to close of, of the opportunities and also maybe some of the fear of if, if I'm an agency owner with agents working for me? Brian, 
Great, great question. Um, I want you to know that the society, the the generation that I come from, which is the same as you, Brian, um, we do not want to be on our own. We are a we are a generation. I keep trying to say society, but we're moving that way. We are a generation of of wanting to be together, of teamwork, sharing ideas, working on on a, on an end result together. So. I did not want to go on my own. This is not where I saw myself in 2005, 2006, 2007. I saw myself owning an 11-person agency in, excuse me, in downtown Centralia. I did not want to do this. But I was forced to do it because I saw the change in the industry that was coming as the way that we that what our consumers want, the way we need to market to our consumers, the way that we need to change our procedures and workflows so that they're fine and so that they're better for the consumer, and just being able to provide services on a 24-hour basis for our consumers. I couldn't get my uh, agency owner to understand that, so I was forced to go out on my own. Please listen to what I'm saying forced to go out on my own. So that's not something we want to do. But I will tell you, as an agency owner of a brick and mortar, you now have a reason to be po uh, scared. Um, and you have a reason to that you should be not necessarily scared, worried, because the option is there now for your producer. Um, if your producer uh, is working in the agency and he's bringing in $10,000 in commission income a month, um, you can see right there that he could leave immediately and spend less than a thousand dollars on his expenses. I'm talking ENO. I'm talking every line of, of of expense that you have could do it less than a thousand dollars. So even if you have a non-compete, that person can leave and do it on their own. By the way, I had a non-compete. So I just I don't want a brick and mortar to think, oh my gosh, you know, I, I need to be worried. And then there's some of you that are listening to this right now and go, oh yeah, my producers would never do that. I'm sorry, you're, that's exactly what my agency owner thought as well. It's kind of a, a story, but uh, I told him I was going to be leaving for up to a month and a half. And I love my agency, my prior agency owner. I mean, I owe him a lot, but this is a true story. Um, he came, I told him I was going to be leaving, Brian. And uh, I told him right after Thanksgiving, and we went through negotiations and talk, and he kept saying to me, so you're going to leave, you're going to leave. And on the very last day, I cleaned out my office, and I went to him, and I said, my office is cleaned out. And uh, he, we went to shake hands, and I said to him, I said, I said um, his name, and I said, you know, I never thought that you would let me leave. And he looked right at me in the eyes and said, I never thought you would leave. Now, you know what? That is a failure to this industry. It was a failure to that agency. It was a failure to me in the fact that I was forced into a situation that, let's be honest, I didn't know if I was going to succeed or not, Brian. And it was a loss to that agency because they lost a lot of business. I will tell you that that agency uh, ended up selling its business for uh, last summer for a lot less than they could have sold it for. And that's the way that a lot of people listening to this podcast are thinking. It'll never happen to me, but I will tell you, it will happen if you don't listen to your insurance agent and being or, and your producer and being uh, able to be virtual with all the tools we have and for inexpensive ways of doing it. it it's a very, very big, real possibility. So, Ryan, I appreciate your time and thanks for interviewing me on this. Yeah. Great story, Jason. Loved it. And um, great first podcast for the month. I think it'll be a good start. Get a lot of people talking. And uh, appreciate the plug for uh, Agent Mastermind and anybody 
looking at uh, looking at it or possibly applying, it's uh, assuranceagentmastermind.com. And that's fine. And uh, please, once again, refer that stuff to Brian. So, so that I, I want to. It's not that I want don't want you to bug me. It's just that that's his thing, and I want you to get all your answers as quick as you can. Now, um, Brian, I'm going to take back over, and I appreciate everybody listening. Um, I hope you got to know a little bit about me. Um, please bring your questions, bring your emails, comment on the website. It's very, very crucial that you that you do that. It helps spread this. Keep in mind that uh, agents' influence means something. Agents' influence. The definition of agent is is it's a, a natural force used to obtain a specific purpose. And influence is giving a voice to those who have no voice. So the definition in Brian and I's eyes are agents' influence is is a it's a natural force used to obtain a specific purpose by giving a voice to those who have no voice. By you leaving comments on our website gives you a voice on a national stage. It allows me to come up with different things that I can say in my podcast. So please keep that in mind. Comment, comment, comment. Um, also ask that you may go to iTunes. Uh, we're going to have something on our website here pretty soon. Go to iTunes and write us a review. That is very big uh, as far as getting our word out and being seen by Apple um, through the iTunes store um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a legitimate, credible podcast. Podcast, and I know that by you listening every month, you feel that same way. So, want to let you know that you're going to be receiving a another podcast next week, and we're actually going to have the CEO of Wave, Sharon Emick, going to be on there. She's a fantastic woman. If you don't know her, I think you're going to feel the very same way. And uh, I, once again, I am also looking for some other stories out there. I've got some ideas of what I want to do for the last week of the podcast. Um, but uh, if you have any ideas or people out there that you think that I need to contact, please send them to Jason at agentsinfluence.com. So, Brian, once again, thank you. Um, and this has been, uh, for this month, this is our first podcast for Brick and Mortar vs. Virtual. This is Jason Cass with Agents Influence. Out!